All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Gundam Explained show. It is uh, January 26th, 2023. I'm Adam Blue, joined by um, Stephen, of course. Actually, just checking your levels. I think you're there and you're good. Check, check. Yeah, it looks Can you good. Hear me all right. Because there's always the Make little sure thing, guys. And here's a neat feature. <laughs> yeah, let us know if he sounds like a robot. But no, here's a neat feature uh, with this show is if it ever crashes, um, I can probably get it back up. If you just give me a minute, so hopefully that doesn't happen again, though. Um, but no, uh, yeah, Stephen, uh, how you doing, man? Doing great. I, I love these little lunchtime streams that we've got going on now. It's a, it's a, it's a perfect break in the middle of the week, and then a perfect break in the middle of the day. So, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and yours on on your channel, uh, which link in the description was. Um, wait, come on, shirt lad, is there really an echo? I hope not. Um, but no, the yesterday your stream was awesome because like I'm getting into the airbrushing. Uh, you know, you were jumping into that a little bit. You were working on that Zeta. Uh, did you happen to uh, finish it? No, I had to work. Uh, I had I had to hop onto a work call like immediately after the stream. So uh, so I had to quickly clean out my airbrush because I didn't want it getting gunked up with um with acrylics. But uh, I mean, I I'm pretty pleased with how the results were looking. Um, it definitely takes a lot more coats than I would, than, than I anticipate a, you know, larger compressor and uh, a better performing airbrush would, but, you know, not bad for 35 bucks. Um, okay, so you think it has to do with the airbrush and the compressor then, that you had to do the multiple coats? Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Could be the fact that I was using acrylics instead of enamels or lacquer paints. But um, mm. you know, th there's there's a lot of different variables involved. In fact, even when I was taking apart this airbrush, the needle that's you know the, the, the that's at the tip of it is a lot larger than I anticipated. Because my my old airbrush, you know, it was like maybe like point zero five millimeters. Oh. Uh, diameter whereas this is like i mean it looks like a like a pin vise or something ah okay yeah i'm still learning about the differences with that because yeah i did get my new one yesterday um and i started testing it out and i used i was really going by a lot of what you had been saying because i got i got the um paint that was either vallejo or the mission models paint but it was blue I used some distilled water to kind of thin it, but I think I used too much water because then when I was spraying, it was like very like see-through and when it went on there, it, yeah, it maybe just calls for multiple um, uh, layers. But the other thing too was I think I found out later, you know, the PSI from the compressor was too high. So it's, it's very interesting to like learn all these little things to figure out how to like properly airbrush but i it's just oh, like yeah. anything it's just like streaming and learning the software it's like you just got to go through the motions learn the stuff and then maybe we can educate people along the way exactly because yeah. i feel you know it's it's intimidating sometimes you go on youtube and you see these you know these gunpla builders that are just everything's immaculate their desks are clean i don't i don't know what that's like having a clean desk <laughs> uh but you know, they never seem to make a mistake. Um, whereas I feel like I'm, I'm down here, I'm fighting for my life. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I think that's part of the fun of it. 
You're right. You know, and sometimes it can be discouraging, which is why, like, I so appreciate your streams because I don't think I would be airbrushing like I am if it wasn't for, you know, yourself, but and Goose, because Goose is a big, a big uh, motivator for airbrushing. That's like his whole thing. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah, it's, you know, I bought the cheap one, like you were showing off, but you were showing how it can get the job done. And then uh, I decided, you know, I want to level up a bit because what I'm working on right now is the uh, Hazel uh, Master Grade. Yeah. And now this is panel lined. I might do some more cleaning of the, like I spent a lot of time after panel lining it with the ink going through, cleaning it. I noticed the isopropyl alcohol takes a little more work than lighter fluid, but then I also feel like it's better to use the alcohol than lighter fluid. Uh, I, I feel like the lighter fluid would be a little more dangerous. Um, but I yeah, I mean, it depends on uh, you know if you're it may, maybe you want to recreate some some scenes from the anime. And oh yeah, there you go. Throw a match on the kit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. But you know, another thing too was I you know I used a top coat of gloss before I did the panel lining, and so the panel lining t turned out great. I also used black when normally on a lighter color I would use gray, but because this 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 lighter color is not completely white, it's kind of gray. I felt like the black kind of lended more to bringing out the details. And I'll yeah. do a full review on how I detailed it. Um, you know, one thing, and I don't know how easy it's going to be to see, but like even with the head, normally I wouldn't go that heavy with panel lining, but I feel like it just brings out details a bit more. Um, but next stop really is going to be, you know, I've got the tape here. Um, and I'm just going to take off the pieces one at a time. Even though this is completely tiny, I, I want to get the V-fin done right. It came with a sticker. But in my opinion, this is the worst sticker <laughs> they can make for anything. Like for this, oh, or not a V-fin, but the crest, the V-crest. Right. Well, because what is it? Is it one of those wraparound stickers yeah. that kind of has like a slit? That's, oh, that's... I, I mean, I've got it to work before randomly, like on a high grade. But on a master grade, y you know what? makes it even worse is their high grade kits that have the color separation for that. And it's like, just right. do that. I just, I would rather them do that. And even though I love the tubing, leave out the tubing, just make a more, um, a textured plastic, uh, sure. and then just give us that yellow uh, there. But yeah, I'm going to go through and even the hands. What's cool about the Zeta kits is they have that red, uh, uh, on the hand. So I'll be putting the red on the fingertips there. Um, yeah, I'll be working on it this weekend, and then eventually have a video up on how to sweet the detail it. Yeah, um, yeah. Other little things. Let's see. Any other Gundam related stuff? Because yeah, I got the Gog at a hobby shop, a local hobby shop. Um, what was really cool was um, uh, when I was. It's this hobby shop that I went to the first when I first got into Gundam. I was like, let me go to this Hobby Town USA. And they had everything. And I met this dude there that, like, was knowledgeable in Gundam. And he's all like, yeah, this is what you should get. And so the first, so my first kit was the real grade unicorn from GameStop. Um, and then the, the second was the uh, master grade origin RX-7820. Or O2. Yeah, because I think it's different there. Um, and he suggested it. And that was a great suggestion. And, but I guess it was like, yeah, after the pandemic, anytime I would go, they wouldn't have anything. And I felt yeah. like, okay, I guess Gundam kits don't come out anymore. And then I was just there this past weekend. It was Friday. 
and they had a whole new wall that was just top to bottom, side to side of just so much. Yeah. And we're back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I kind of feel like someone should clip uh, that that um, quote of yours, just like. I guess they're not making Gundam kits at all. (laughs) (laughs) That is, oh man, I I think that worldwide Gundam fans felt like that, just like. Yeah, it was weird. I felt like, for me, just getting into Gunpla and finding like a whole bunch, was it like that was just a random chance and they're usually scarce? But no, it was just, I guess, due to the shipping, the pandemic and everything. And even the local comic shop that I go to because it's so close to me, um, it, it started getting more in the past year. And I was like, oh, that's neat. They're getting more, but they would always be double the price. So I'm like, ah, I guess because people are wanting these, they're then getting them and they're just jacking up the price. But yeah, when I went back this Friday and they had all of them, like not even did they have so many, but they were cheap because I went there just to buy some paints and stuff. And then I go to check out and the, the guy's like, yeah, there's some kits over there. Um, and I go, yeah, man, pretty good. 25, I'm not going to get it. He's like, no, it should be $10. So I went and I ended up buying two more kits because they were, even though they were priced at 20 something, they were really $10. Isn't that nuts? It was a GOG and a GM, which a GM for $10, if they had more, I would have bought more. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a squad builder. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised that they never did the same thing. Uh, you know, how when the, the Magonaut core came out for Wing and you yeah. could buy that, like, the whole that set? 50 pack. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? That's um, funny. I would do that for Zaku's. Yeah, they need to do that with Zaku2s and uh, the GMs. And speaking of the Maganok cores, when I first got into Gundam and Gunpla, USA Gundam Store had this thing where you pay like 30 a month and you get like a, like a Gundam box. And one time it had a real grade um, um, Mark II, which was pretty sick. But then two times in a row, I got the Maganok cores uh, troop. And I didn't care about Wing or anything so i like gave it to my son to, and it's all gone and i kind of feel bad now because i've got the sand rock and it's like i could then have this like squad uh but yeah um you don't know what you have until it's gone yeah um, exactly um you know what it's funny because there's another little interesting lore of adam getting into gundam that i would say maybe about five years ago because I've always been interested in model kits. Five years ago, I bought a random robot at GameStop to build. Later on, I found out that, and I have a piece of it somewhere, because it gave it to my son, destroyed by then. Uh, I think it was something from, like, IBO or something. I will have to try to find it. But it was back when, you know, every once in a while, I wanted to dabble into building something. And I didn't know what it was. I just bought it. But that was actually a Gundam model kit. Um, so That's awesome. Yeah, um... Goose was even telling me that, and I think he told you too that, like he went to his local hobby store the other day, and or I think it was yesterday, and they had just like a whole backlog of stuff that just finally came in, like tons of master grades, even those EX Gundam markers. Um, so I, I'd say if you haven't recently, go to your local hobby shop and see if they start carrying some good Gundam stuff and buy it, because um, yeah. Maybe, yeah, support it now that they've got them in stock. Buy what you can. Yeah, and especially, like, you know, your your smaller shops. Like, obviously, you can you can hit up, like, a Hobby Town USA or a Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby has insane prices on, on some of these kits where it's, like, you know, 16 bucks for, you know, these, uh, like, a Moon Gundam and stuff like that. Yeah, and they have um, their discounts all the time. 
Yeah, they're constantly running like forty yeah. percent off sales on that stuff. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, if and when possible, support like your your local hobby shops and uh, you know the people who who had a just as hard a time during the pandemic as the rest of us did finding kits to build. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's pretty cool. But you know, real quick, I wanted to acknowledge chat. You see, Robert yeah. Shirt Lad. Ian the Mod, good to see you. Brian Zanicelli, Ultronomous. Dan Vince, spoiler of Macross. No, I'm just joking, Dan. Um, <laughs> let's see. USS Talos, the man when it comes to GBO2. That guy, not only does he give me good tips, but he even, because I have some sort of connection with Bandai through Gundam Explain, like if you guys ever have like feedback for GBO2, you can send it to me and I can send it to them. And he sent me this whole list of things. and. Either they listened to him or it was just a coincidence, but the new update for GBO2 had the buffs for the GPO1, which has been needed. And so that, so that guy knows his stuff. If you ever got GBO2 questions, he's in the Discord. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Lord let, Mobius. Let those devs know that they're lazy. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they love hearing that. <laughs> yeah. The devs are lazy. Oh, man, that's hilarious. If anything, that, that's so funny because when someone throws that line out again i can say no nah, i know from experience these guys are either listening or they are on our wavelength yeah. um let's see neo x rogue new type um goose good to see jedi sailor um i don't want to miss anyone else i hope i oh gundam wing good to see yeah so good to see the crew here um yeah yeah full house i know yeah it's awesome i uh, ho hope everyone's lunch is enjoyable i know i usually during lunchtime uh make my little avocado toast with some Parmesan and um, I put the Tabasco on it. It's pretty good. And um, Tabasco and, will set anything off. I know. In fact, that's why I've kind of trimmed my beard is, uh, and, and mustache especially, is I, I love avocado toast with um, Tabasco. And, but it gets into my mustache and, I'm, and then later I'll accidentally get some of the Tabasco and <laughs> like at a random time and <laughs> yeah eh, just had to do the trim um oh man oh that's right ian is saying it's only 9 15 so you know happy breakfast hope hopefully yeah. you enjoy your your breakfast um oh nike good to see you there all right so you know a couple cool things i want to talk about today let me um do something and it is unfortunately twitching I uh, don't know what that's about. Um, that's not too bad. Uh, Bring that okay. up to the Bandai devs. No, no, I'm just... <laughs> no yeah, lazy devs right there. No, um, yeah. let me, where was that uh, window at? Okay. Oh, is it really going to switch like that all screen? Huh. That is really annoying. Uh, is there not like a, a refresh? Uh, I can't sit here and troubleshoot this, but... What I wanted to look at real quick was, um, okay, that seems to be better now. I'm speaking too soon. So speaking of Gumpla, like P Bandai, usually known for having all these like exclusives or whatever, and even things selling out, like they are restocking stuff. So if anyone was looking for a kit, um, it, it's back. Uh, for instance, uh, the GM Spartan. Uh, I know that was a fan favorite. In fact, like 
It originally sold out immediately, right? Wasn't it like within a few minutes or something? I mean, that and the Slegger GM were both like, it was within 30 minutes. They were Okay. Going. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you confirmed that because not only are they back up in stock, but they have been, I think, for a couple weeks now. Um, that's good. I, yeah, I, I think that's crazy, actually. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to do something real quick because that is bugging me. I'm going to like try to fix it while we talk. But anyway, I, I, did you happen? I know you've got a backlog already. You've already got some pre-orders already. Did you happen to order anything from the new? No, no, I haven't gotten anything in the latest. It will, and so here's the part that kills me. Is it as bad as P-Bandai is, like, you know, with limited runs and obviously being a little more expensive and stuff like that, the stuff that I want, is like Vincent Gleisner's Giradoga, which is like a hobby base Japan exclusive. So it's like they're not even shipping oh, not, that one out. Not like even you have to order oh. it secondhand off of somebody. Oh, okay, so they're not even because I saw that, and honestly, the first thing I thought was something that you would want to get, but they're not even uh, doing a, some official U.S. release. It's strictly just Japan. As far like, as I know, I think it's just. Uh, I think it's just. You know, one of the one of the exclusives. Let me double check that. I'm yeah, because I sure. yeah, because um, that would. So let me ask you though, because it's the um, Gira Doga, mm -hmm. right? Oh, you know what? I'm trying to redo the the thing, and it just keeps flashing. I am sorry, everybody. <laughs> but anyway, no worries. Um, but it was that that wasn't in a game though. That was like manga, probably continuing his story. It's a. Uh, it is featured in Gundam Side Stories on PS3. There's oh, a, the remake collection or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You, uh, later on, you play as um, as Vincent Gleisner, and you get to you know use the Totus Ritter as Chloe Croce. I think you get to play as the the Z2 um, as Travis Kirkland. So it's like that late you see. Um, but there's story missions. Mm-hmm. They're story missions. Oh, okay, because I'm actually going through the 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 Xeon one right now. And um the last mission sometimes the mission I don't I can't really follow the story because it's you know in Japanese. Um but like it was where I uh, yeah, the, I could not even explain the mission and you know where it takes place. It's where you're just out of the three Xeon mobile suits. Uh, defending the GMs and the gun tanks that come at you. <laughs> That's pretty much every mission. Um, Just about. But I got to say, when playing it, it, it's super cinematic, even though it's, like, easier. But, like, I love yeah. the camera angles and zooming when you, like, go in to do, like, a, a melee attack and all that. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful game. Great contrast to playing GBO2 all the time because it's not that heavy in terms of uh, mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I, I love both games. I honestly, you know, I think that there's a there's a place for both of them. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. That's why I like you know these other things we see like um, with uh, you know Gundam Evolution. Like, yeah, but so you and I need to pick up a Double O Eighty One again here and stream. Yeah, that. another good example where that's almost like the more of the story focused version of GBO Two. Um, yeah, we need to do that. I remember we were talking about that. We did a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, love to do that again. Yeah. Anna Volgato just mollywopped us. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I'm trying... Yeah, I was telling you, I was trying to do some of the missions by myself, and yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. It's, it's a harder um, game than I remember. 
Yeah, and it's funny too because a lot of times that's all we were used to. So for us, that just seemed like how it is. And nowadays, there's so many systems that kind of improve your experience. Um, even going back to Side Story, Rise from the Ashes on Dreamcast, it's it's kind of hard oh, yeah. to really get into. But I remember I would clear it, I would beat the game, delete my save, and then play it again. Uh, but now it's like, oh my god, how did I get through that? Um, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Okay, Travis Wadlow, good to see you uh, in the chat. Um, oh, avocados. Yeah, an avocado bro. Yeah, avocados, um, I used to not like avocados. And then really? I, I was told they're like a healthy food. And I think that's all my mind needed. It's like, <laughs> it's so superficial. It's like, oh, it's healthy, super healthy. Okay, it's better than broccoli. <laughs> True. Um, let's see. Okay, so the other, and sorry, I'm not going to share the screen exactly because it is just flickering and I'm going to give someone a seizure. Um, <laughs> so the other thing they have here, and I might order it since it's still up, is this uh, TR6 Wound War Psychoblade Custom. I don't know if you guys have seen that. So it's like the um, Wound War, but it's like uh, purple and black. Now, I don't know if that's, yeah, Psychoblade Custom. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's a story-based thing or if that is just something they make make up for the model kits. Because you know how sometimes they do those model kits that are like uh, clear or sparkly? Yeah. Kind of don't care for those, but if it's a story-based thing... Um... Yeah, that's a little different. Oh, Travis saying I pronounced uh, his, his last name right the first try. Wow. Wow. I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. When it comes to names, especially <laughs> these Gundam names, and we're about to get oh, to yeah. some Japanese names here in a second... Um, oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, so, yeah, in the chat, and I don't want to miss if someone posted it. Yeah, let me know if you ended up buying um, a new one. I think Jedi Sela might have got the Gundam Rose. Because um, I wonder if, if that is out of stock. Um or if it's even there, I'm not going to scroll through it all. But then there's that GPO Engage Zero that's awesome as well. Now, there were a lot of complaints about the Gundam Rose, like the fact that it only comes with two little rose bits instead of, you know, a full complement of them. Um, Interesting. That reminds me of, yeah, like with the, I think with the Aerial and the, yeah, even the the model kit of Saleta Mjorne, it's like, it's missing things. Like, with how many different eyes they give you, you, you only have a couple face options. So yeah, yeah that, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but I'm super pumped about the GM Spartan. Like, the fact that that went back up. Um, oh yeah. And, you know what, even, so I built that Messer type, or the Messer type 1. They have the 2, which the main difference is the leg thrusters, and then they even have the commander type. And these are all things I would buy. It's just I, I just can't pre-order everything. But yeah, well, you know, it's like uh, I, I treat it the same way as like Funko Pops, right? Like if you buy a Funko Pop of a character that you really like, that's cool. That's just you know, that's like I don't necessarily co collect these NX Edge mobile suits, but yeah. I'm a Zeta Gundam guy, so yeah. I gotta have my Zeta Gundam. Um, 
just because there's a high grade model kit of a kit of, of, of a suit doesn't mean that you have to have every single high grade kit out there. That's yeah, not... I, exactly. It's like because the GM Spartan, that's, that's something <laughs> that's something I would get the the wound wart. If that is based on a story and not just a special version, I would get that. Even the Slager, I love GMs. And, but that's the thing, like you're saying. So with the Messer types, it's just more like, oh, I can complete my Hathaway collection. But do I really care to complete a Hathaway collection? No, <laughs> I just think the, the main suits are cool. It's not like I need those. So that, that's a good example. Yeah, I could probably just avoid. And, the, the, and then sometimes you have your mind changed like me. Like when I finally pulled a Gaplant in GPO2 or GBO2 and I'm like... Oh this suit is freaking awesome. I'm going to go buy the high-grade kit. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, the Gap Plant at first I thought was ridiculous. And then once I saw it in action and the transforming aspect of it, I was like, you know what? Eh, this thing's actually pretty cool. And if there's, you know, <clears throat> a model kit that's the Zeta version or Advanced Zeta, is that what you have or is it just the Zeta version? Um, oh, the... The Gap Plant. Uh, I just got the Zeta version. Okay. Because um, if yeah. there's an Advanced Zeta version... I would probably buy that because I think that's supposed to be a Titans developed thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, yeah. So there's like a there's like a whole development tree behind the Gaplands, which is unfortunate that you only get to see it for a couple of episodes in uh, yeah in Zeta. But yeah, Advance of Zeta, you know, you've got the Gaplant Fiver that becomes like a giant mobile armor and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that's cool stuff. That's that's video content right there. Going through like the lesser seen uh, mobile suits. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, Jedi Sailor saying she did pre-order that Gundam Rose. That's cool. That's cool. Um, awesome. And Nike's saying a Bandai's way of trying to convince you to buy multiples. I mean, and that is kind of cool, especially since they this P Bandai re-release of all these kits people want. Like that just tells me that probably going in the future, they're P Bandai is going to be more of the just the main way to get a kit you want when it comes out and not be yeah. as limited because for them, for the GM Spartan to sell out like it did and then come out again and it's not sold out yet, uh, it tells me they're really trying to make this stuff available for everyone. So, yeah, okay. those lazy Bandai uh, sculptors just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Which now I bet there's a degree of, uh, you know, yeah, computers and uh, 3D. Like, the concept of 3D printing, make it easy to replicate parts without too much use of a person. Um, I would hope so. I mean, yeah. um, there's a lot of variants of, like, for instance, the Zeta Gundam that they've come out with that, I mean, you could really just have a couple of option part kits and then change the revive Zeta. Because you have, like, the wave shooter type, you have the, the UC0088 version that... You know, it's like it literally just has a different skirt plate and a different uh, cockpit. Yeah, I, that and that's what it seems like, too. I'll see these kits and I'm like, well, I would think eventually they'll probably make a different version. Um, OK, you know what? I think I might have a way to fix what was going on here because um, I really want to show. Monitor, but it's not the right monitor. Oh, here we go. Sorry, guys. Give me a second. Um, and then I'm going to full screen. 
Where did that window go? Okay. Um, a little adjusting. <laughs> okay. Moving that over. It's not the best, but... Okay. So let me uh, put on my old type glasses here, because I'm going to be using my other little monitor down here. So yeah, that's weird. I did the troubleshooting so far. It's the... It seems to be specifically when I share a window that there's this issue. Now... I'm picking up my audio back at me. Is that supposed oh. to be happening? I feel like... Okay, I bet... Yeah, I bet that is not supposed to be happening, and I think <laughs> I can fix that by doing a thing where I um do this. They're live on air. Live on air, guys. You saw you see the little audio mixture. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um see, he's just a lazy streamer. He's uh <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Look it's at all like, this audio engineering that he has to do in the background. You guys yeah, it's like I don't even care. <laughs> um all right. Wow, that keeps popping up. I'm gonna have to move. Oh no, that was something else. Okay. So mechanical designers, the cool thing and this Conversation kind of started uh, yesterday on your stream. So again, if you guys have missed his stream, um, I would yeah, the link is in the description. It's worth it if you d don't already. It's every uh, every Wednesday and it's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, we were kind of talking about how interesting it is. Like we'll see designer like you were bringing up, and I didn't know this, but the idea of mechanical designer rather than just artist came from Gundam, potentially? That's how I understood it from watching the NHK documentary um, about, you know, the the original Gundam series is, you know, Kunio Okawara was not, there, there was not a title of mechanical designer. Um, you know, you just had, hey, we need to have some robots. Like, can you draw them? <laughs> like, yeah. No, and that's that's amazing because... Yeah, you don't, like, I guess we take it for granted now, because I guess then with, like, the history of Gundam moving forward, you know, they Kunio was still doing a lot of, for most of the show, but then they would get guest or other mechanical designers that were maybe known for other shows. So, what I want to do is start with, these are kind of the trending pages, but there's a whole list, so if, if anyone has a specific one you want me to look at, we can do that, but let's look at, and this is where the name pronunciation comes in. Let's look at Ipe Yobu. I hope I did that. Um, okay, so it looks like he started with Gundam Reconquista in G, which I haven't seen, but the Gundams look cool there. Oh, a lot of designs. Holy crap. Um, so yeah, that's, a, that's a pretty extensive, uh, yeah. what would you even call that, a discography? Like a <laughs> oh, yeah. Micography. A, a body of work that belongs to a mechanical designer. Micography. Um, a mechology, yes. Micography. I know that's hard. Micology is what he studied in college, and <laughs> mechography is what yeah. he. <laughs> there you go. That was the path to greatness. Okay. So, Iron Blooded Orphans. Uh, okay, Moon Gundam. 
and you can kind of then see a lot of it is like the 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 circular or oval or curved bits sort of going on with um a lot of those suits and which for mercury the delanza okay love that chunky boy yeah so that is ipe Gyobu. now we know kunio but we can look at that you know um I'm not started. sure why his uh, his artwork there looks like Roy Orbison. <laughs> well, I was thinking of uh, one of those uh, Nintendo Mies. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what it looks like. Yeah, that's what. Um, but uh, yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam, and the variation. So yeah, that video I did about MSV, I guess was just his. MSV was his chance just to create a whole bunch of designs that they were potentially using for other shows, and ended up being in other shows. Um. So Zeta, Double Zeta, War in the Pocket, uh, even F90, F91, Stardust Memory, Victory, G Gundam. Oh, so he yeah, did the Shining know, Gundam. Every, which... every one of these designers definitely has a distinctive style that it's like you, you can look at certain mobile suits and say, that's Kunio or that's, that's Katoki. You know, Katoki tends to have like lots of wings and like flight type, you know, yeah. lots of sharp angles and things like that. Yeah, but still having a grounded appearance in a way, like it, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. Um, but let's see. So what's interesting is he in 08 MS team. It shows that he did the the ground type. So there was something we were talking about in the Discord where it looked like there was this art preliminary art of a ground Gundam that looked different than what ended up being in the show, where it seemed like it was a little more. Uh, not as chunky, I guess. It didn't. It didn't have all the little details to it. Um, and there's some animation of it too. So I wonder if, like, they did some animation at first, and if it's the same. Did they ask him, "Hey, go back and kind of make it a little more grounded"? <laughs> but I, I, I find that interesting. I want to get more details on that, and I think someone in the Discord was kind of talking about that. So there might be more. Uh, information I missed. Let me keep that chat up just in case, because people always yeah. have some tips. Um, okay, so and then after War Gundam X, which I haven't even seen, um, let's see, some wing stuff, turn A, seed. I mean, this goes all the way up until 2019 with Build Divers, so um, See, that's what I, I want to have a whole series of master grade kits come out that's like the version Okawara. <laughs> like instead of Verka, Ver, Ver OK. Or... Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because it would be probably less noisy, but more um, structural, structurally sound, I guess. I feel like it wouldn't, it, it would be a kit that wouldn't fall apart because I think he's coming from that mechanical mindset. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that is a really good what he did prior to um prior to the mechanical designs when he started on Gundam. Like I don't know if he was just a straight up designer, maybe he was an illustrator or something like that. Um uh, let's see. If I'm not mistaken and I could be mistaken, he oh, he was a student in graphic design and moving to textile design. He drew backgrounds for a specialty store. So I guess it was art based but not like creative or i shouldn't say not creative but not like coming up with like lore based story stuff it was more of just 
and there's something to be said about that. Like, I think that coming from a design perspective, whether it's like interior design, graphic design, you know, you tend to bring in some of those, um, some of those aesthetics that make iconic designs. And I think that that's, that lended to the success of the original Gundam series is like, there's a reason that it's all primary colors. Like, is that necessarily tactical? Is that military? Absolutely not. But it appeals to kids. You know, you have these bright uh, chest pieces that are very, um, very prominent and very, you know, like I, I, I typically compare it to like superhero costume design, right? Like, you know, the Superman design, you've got this big red and yellow crest that that everyone can recognize. I think as time has gone on, you find that these people that specialize in mechanical design that have that title they tend to make things that are a little more, I don't want to say grounded as in like grounded, but like more realistic about what you would expect a Japanese robot to look like. And that's how you end up with like the Bayverse transformers that are just like a whole bunch of kibble and, yeah, you know, little interior working parts and things like that. They tend to be like over rendered because they're not designing robots for kids. They're designing, you know, adult robots these are war machines (laughs) yeah you know you bring up a lot of good points because i feel like that's kind of what revolutionized you know what gundam brought in was how these designs were you know it was yeah i feel like that's sometimes like when i like watching double o how i love the anime but not big on the designs it's because i think over time it's just compounding oh let's get a a designer on here that's not it's like they've already been designing anime stuff, not that they come from a completely different industry or something. Because, you know, sometimes it's like that, I think, in any discipline. It's where if you can get some, someone from the outside to come in with a fresh set of eyes, sometimes they can approach things differently. And, yeah. and, I, and maybe even George Lucas did that with special effects, you know, in the original Star Wars. He's like, how can we make this look real? And he kind right. of revolutionized that dirty look of worn, used. What do you mean you want to glue model kit parts to a <laughs> ping pong table? That yeah. sounds ridiculous. We have, we have guys that design spaceships. <laughs> and it's crazy because that, it, that's one of those things where some things can get outdated fast, but the way George Lucas did that kind of didn't get outdated fast. Like it, People still today kind of look at that way to design things like what is a natural in terms of real world thing that would be in space or whatever and funny story there's a i have an anecdote that i learned about this week a buddy of mine told me that he was in the movie minority report oh and not just that he was in the movie that he contributed some special effects because there's a scene where they have like one of the the police ships is down over a lake yeah. And there's like the wake of the water is it, like as the ship is flying by, he and one other guy were actually on jet skis making the wake. And then they went in in post and like removed the, the jet skis and put the ship in. Wow. And I was like, That's fascinating because nowadays they would just CGI in the wake. Exactly. And it would look terrible. That's cool but to know. I, I, that's a, a unique piece of trivia that I, I love it. Yeah, anytime, like, sometimes, yeah, and it's funny, because with CGI, and that could be with designs, like, with, with Gundams and stuff, it's like, what's the easy way to make it look like a mech? Or, what's an unconventional way that we can portray some sort of reality, grounded reality, to kind of heighten the presence? 
And I think that's what's missing in double O designs, in my opinion. Like it's, it's just like, here's AI generated mech almost instead of like, what's some neat, interesting way we can portray. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool about, about these artists. Um, actually, let me look back at, uh, uh, it doesn't have just a mechanical designer. Okay. Um, okay. So let me. Oh, what is going on? My, uh, I, you guys can still see the thing. My monitor, like, no, it, uh, wow. Always, always something going on. So my monitor, like, kind of crapped out that was <laughs> displaying this. I guess that was, like, too much work for it. Um, let me do Lazy something. Monitor. Something else. <laughs> well, it's, you know what? It's a cheap monitor that I bought for, um, uh, having like a small little monitor just to monitor, um, whenever I'm needing to look at like, uh, okay, mon- any, yeah, for, any for type of thing, like the audio or the, okay, let me see if I can get this. Okay. Anyway, back to this. Um, okay. So this, this guy, Hane, Hanetaki Ebikawa. Let's see. Oh, he's standing next to a Darius burst cabinet. I wonder if there's any background to that. Um, he worked on numerous series in the Gundam franchise. Uh, when he was still an amateur, he won in an original MS design contest for Mobile Suit Crossbone Gundam. There you go. Wow. The Barbus. <laughs> so does that mean, are they saying like he designed something, which this looks pretty far out, and then like... Um, won a design contest because that looks like big zam but like futuristic yeah pretty interesting like a tail yeah um oh and he did designs for double o so i was just talking crap about that guy um (laughs) when uh when he won a contest uh for some a design and crossbone although it wasn't a crossbone gundam let's see um See, even Talos got it too. You can't talk about grounded designs without talking about the Barbus. <laughs> oh, which one? The Barbus. What's the Barbus? Oh, it's it. just one of those silly crossbone designs. Oh, okay. I'll have to look at that. Oh, yeah, because some crossbone does have some of those little far out there. Yeah. Yeah, things. Let's or, see. Or the peak peak of Gundam design, of course, the, the gump. Oh, which one's the gump? Oh, is that uh, Judao's? Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. Is double the Zeta busted that's, double Zeta with yeah. like a with a cone for a head? Yeah, no, that's funny. Or is it? <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Um, no man. Gundam Age Build Fighters. Build Fighters. So I guess they get a lot of these guys on Build Fighters to kind of do. Um. Yeah, interpretations. Which for Mercury, yeah. the Beggar Bow, and the Michalis. Okay. I love that they attribute the specific designs to, to these designers, too. They don't just say, yeah. like, oh, he worked on this series or that series. It's Exactly. Although I got to say, with his designs, they aren't super similar. There are some variation. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at Takayuki Yasane. Um... Too much about him. Started with MS 
igloo. Now this one doesn't have the specific ones, so that would actually uh, be good to break down. Um, yeah, too bad they don't have that. But yes, stuff on Double O, um, Sharks Counterattack. But I guess that's probably the manga of El Tortica's children. Bill Divers. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff that looks like it's mainly. Oh, and he did which Mercury. <laughs> But mainly like uh, manga stuff, maybe? Yeah, it would appear so. Yeah. So, um, okay, and Yutaka Izubuchi. Uh, put that open. Let's see. Um, costumes, characters, and creatures, along with mechanical designs. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. He uh, started with War in the Pocket. So that's cool, because War in the Pocket was like the first time that they took UC and tried to update it in a more grounded way, which then they later retconned that those were just variants, which I like. But Yeah, that so was that, awesome. Yeah, he started with that. MS Igloo. Costume design for Wing. That's very interesting. Because hmm. I guess, isn't Wing known for its elaborate costume design? I mean, um, spandex shorts and green tank tops are all the rage <laughs> these days. Um, I, for one, go around dressed as a Catholic priest. Just <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny how those... Yeah, you know what? But that's interesting because then they have character designers. So I wonder if there's a costume designer that might be separate from a character designer in some way. That If they're so. denoting specifically costume. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's an, that's an odd uh, distinction, I would say. Yeah, mechanical design for Char's counterattack and uh, Double Zeta. Interesting. Oh, so we have him to blame for things like the gaze and the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird how it was like in this weird order. Yeah. Um, that it, it started with War in the Pocket and then Double Zeta here. So I guess he started pretty early. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, let's see. Um, let's look at... Because that looks like the guy that did... Um, yeah, let me look that up. That I was just watching oh, Zio Rhymer. Right. Oh. Let's see. Oh, it's saying Xeno Gears. Um, let's see if we click on this, if it actually... Okay. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that uh, he did Thunderbolt. That's not saying Zio Rhymer. I, I, I just, that uh, look of the... Uh, Okay, yeah, let's see. Victory Gundam. Um, and then Wing. Age. No, no Thunderbolt. Yeah, I was looking at this, and I thought this really reminded me of the... That's a cool drawing, though. But it reminded me of yeah. the um, the look we get out of the, the Penelope, or whatever, Kasai. Right. Um, kind of overly large, but sleek. Um, Everyone's always trying to do something different with the V-Fin, so yeah. I guess that's the X-Fin. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I, is that a, from a final design? Let's see. Oh, nope, didn't. Hmm. I'm going to search this real quick. Yeah, so the double X, which, no, I guess that was just a concept. That was a cool concept, yeah. though, to have the that X on the face. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna call a Gundam 
Gundam X, then you might as well try and work an X into the design. So And Gundam X just seems like the most obvious thing to call something, especially after like Zeta, Double Zeta, and all that. Yeah. Gundam X, and then it's not even UC. Although there's Crossbone, which that could be confusing. With the X. True. Um, okay. Now Hero Washio. Okay, uh, let's see. Another mechanical designer started with double O. Um, Iron Blooded Orphans. Okay, not another too one much. where they're actually going into specific. specific yeah, this one has design. a few. The so here's the thing. Like I was looking at this trending pages, but under all items, there's 21. So I bet you can jump in here. And yeah, I was gonna say I, I knew Sid Mead would have to be on there for turn yeah. A. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, because I think he started with... Oh, he did an official poster for Zeta Gun, and that's cool. And yeah, the unproduced uh, live-action film. And then for turn A. That's cool how he's always been maybe... I don't know if this was based on um, Tomino's interest of Sid Mead art, maybe. Wanted to kind of keep him involved. Um, because that's kind of... Isn't it kind of interesting? Well, wouldn't concept for the live action movie been before Zeta. So maybe it was after working with some concepts. They're like, oh let's have him do a Zeta poster. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably so. Yeah, that's pretty it, cool. it makes you wonder like about the potential for AI generated Gundam art. Like, you know, do we need to do we need to plug in a, like an HR Geiger Gundam and see what comes out? Oh because I've done that. In in fact oh, and I yeah. di- I don't have it anymore, but I even had a shirt for that. I'll I'll post that picture but i did hr geiger and what it did was it had all the the tubing you know it was all white and everything but then like part of it was yellow and red and blue like it was just it was pretty neat um (laughs) so that actually did turn out pretty good a a xenomorph in primary colors yeah pretty much um which which yeah it's funny because like i even like that world just as much like with the designs of the xenomorphs and like how other artists have come in and kind of put their hand in what it would look like um yeah, that's been cool. But yeah, let me look at the chat. Oh, uh, Matt Wheaton, good to see you. Zionic Shadow, um, thanks for joining. Um, let's see. Sorry, just looking at the chat real quick. So, uh, Id Weltall is just such an 80s heavy metal mecha design. It might as well be in a Judas Priest album cover. I love that comment because... I'm a fan of Judas Priest, and I love their album covers, and their album covers do look like... That's what I need to do next time I'm messing with Mid-Journey, is do, like, yeah. a Judas Priest album cover for or a Gundam album cover, or something. I'm going to have to... Me- Part of the art with the Mid-Journey AI stuff is how you are talking to the AI. Um, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, and that's, like... I, I feel like AI... Uh, you know, just interacting with it is, is they, they should have college courses for like how to get the results you want out of, you know, a, a computer generated. I, I feel weird calling things AI when it's like, it's yeah. not strictly speaking right. an artificial intelligence. It's really just a, an algorithm. Exactly. But like, yeah, computer generated art, computer generated text, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's a better way to, I, I bet that would make the conversation you know, there's all these people that are like jumping on like how AR, AI art's going to ruin things in the context of generation. But I think if we said, hey, here's a computer generated image, I don't think people would take it as seriously. 
because no, you know, I, because even yeah, messing with it because at first I was kind of. It's one of those things where I was even kind of tired of it, but then I realized, like, I jumped back into it on mid-journey and realized, like, if you really think about what you're typing out, what you're trying to say, you could really get some interesting results. You could even create yeah. logos. Like, you could start with a logo and then just use Photoshop to remove the messed up text and then add your own text. Um, but, yeah, like, I went in there and I was doing things with, like... Uh, and I have it posted in the Discord under the fan art channel. I was doing things with uh, Top Gun and 0083 to make like a, a poster to look pretty cool. It does have a hard time with Gundams. Like it, you can't, I can't say specifically RX-78 to this or that. It, it doesn't, it just looks up just random Gundams. To yeah, like, it, it, it typically pulls like from Seed and 00 models. I've noticed that like... Oh. If you if you look at some of the artwork that it generates, it, it's very Exia like. Um, okay. But that said, uh, over on OpenAI, the Chat GPT, and I know we're kind of going down a rabbit hole here. No, that's cool. Um, you know, I had it write a Gundam story for me because I was like, oh, you know, all these people on on my Discord server were asking about like, hey, how do you write campaigns for for a Gundam story? And so I I just went to Chat GPT and I said, hey write me a Gundam story about five Xeon pilots that have to prevent the development of an amphibious Gundam. And it, and it spat out this story about the one-year war. And then I was like, now tell me what mobile suits each of the Xeon pilots use. And it was like, this one uses a MS-07B Goof. This one uses an MS-06 Zaku too. Like the, I, was, I was fascinated that it was able to pull specific faction... Wow, mobile suits yeah. and assign them to these different pilots. I was like, "That's pretty cool." That is. Oh, I might mess around with that then. That that's actually pretty cool. Um, uh, oh, you know, Robert's saying something about Constantine. Gunham explains you forgot her. So, oh, maybe that's someone in the chat. I forgot. But hey, good, good that you're here. Um, hmm. uh, let's see. And then, uh, oh, shirt lad saying green Haman shirt win. That's pretty good. Yeah, the um. Because when I did the AI chat with Haman, I was trying to ask her out on a date, and it was going pretty well until she told me her hair was green, and then I was like, okay, I might be in catfished, and we broke it off. She was pretty mad, though. Uh, if you haven't seen yeah. that episode, you guys need to watch that. It's hilarious. She's going to start dropping asteroids on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to break it off with her. This is what happens when I miss out on a podcast is Adam starts talking to AI. <laughs> AI girls. <laughs> and then they start dropping asteroids on Earth. It's like, Steven, you gotta hold them back. Um, no, that that's cool. Um, um, let's see. I think... Yeah, I think that's about it, guys. Um, yeah, everyone, thanks for joining. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. I like doing it this time. Um, you know, and as I'm getting used to doing it at this time, I'm gonna introduce a little bit more stuff in like i know i had the voicemail stuff from before i haven't really done that yet um uh, i'm now yeah getting a handle on all that if anyone also has other suggestions or yeah anything comments suggestions critiques um email me gun explain gmail.com or also leave a comment um yeah i want to expand the show make this fun uh and, and shape it in a way where it's cool like we're just sitting around chilling um, but anyway, yeah, and thanks, Stephen, for joining. Always fun when you're here. Your knowledge definitely helps. And if you haven't joined his, Thank you for having me. 
his YouTube channel. Check it out, link in the description, because his stuff, it's different than mine. I, I like to talk a lot more lore. He gets into the hobby a lot, and, and it's not just Gundam, too, but a lot of different things, but it even helps me up my game with model building. be boring with the details. That's, uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but um, anyway, yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, guys, thanks for watching, and um, yeah, we'll talk later.